savage forces of General Warhawk threatening the peace-loving people of the world, there's only one man to call. Get me Rambo. Welcome to the Arms Race, the podcast where we try and determine which action star has the highest body count in movie history, currently by watching each and every Sylvester Stallone movie. I'm Mike Olson. And I'm Kevin Keenan. and today we're here with a bonus episode. We are talking about Rambo, The Force of Freedom, Episode 1, First Strike, the Rambo Saturday morning cartoon, featuring the voices of Neil Ross, Alan Oppenheimer, Michael Ansara, Lenny Weinrib, Peter Cullen, and Mona Marshall, written by Mike Chain. Based on characters it's created, awesome it's a pretty good name. Based on characters created by David Morrell, directed by Charles A. Nichols and John Kimball. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> Detective John Kimball directed John Kimble this. Co-directed oh Rambo: God. The Force of Freedom. I like this thing even more. I'm just going to come right out. I'm going to come out hard and fast with this. I thought you would. This is an amazing discovery. It's really pretty good. I mean, it's it's. What's great about it is... I wish we had the time to watch and discuss every one of these episodes. Unfortunately, episode two is not on Daily Motion. Which I couldn't is find I it either. We both, right. um, we'd have to order the DVD to watch more episodes. I will be honest. I'm tempted to invest the money. <laughs> Maybe that'll be our next episode is episode two. This becomes our podcast now. We watch every Rambo Saturday morning cartoon episode. Uh, I mean, you went through the, 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 the credits. I mean... It started out, Uncle Phil is a voice on this thing from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, he plays Turbo. Who, uh, oh, does he? Yes, the actor's name. Do you have, oh, you have he, there? He's with, not one of those listed, because, yeah, I think I would, re- I would recognize his name if I heard it. Because he was the voice of Shredder, also. He did a lot of voiceover stuff. I forgot he was the voice of Shredder. Yeah. That's Uncle, how I know that he was a voiceover actor. Cause Uncle I, Phil is the voice. As soon as I got I'm like, this is amazing. I didn't pick up that it was uh, Uncle Phil slash Shredder. Because, yes. yeah, if you go back and you watch old like, clips of Ninja Turtles, it, Shredder just sounds like Uncle Phil. I was going to say, now I, now that you're mentioning it, I can yeah, imagine it, scenes and you're right. Um, I'm sorry, I can't believe I didn't pick up on it, but that's, that's a good catch. I, so where do you want to begin on that? I mean, these things are only 20 minutes long, but I honestly feel I could spend at least twice that amount of time talking about this. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> we'll go for probably an hour talking about this 20-minute episode. Here, here's the thing that's remarkable about the fact that you know, you're right. It's 20 minutes long. It's 21.30, but it's probably 90 minutes of opening titles. Like That's a long... 90 seconds, but... Or 90, yeah. 90 minutes? Yeah, no, whatever. Be. 90 seconds, right. Um, uh, you get him, like, lacing up his boots, <laughs> and the music is... Gr- I, I wanted to get your opinion on them. The music was outstanding. Oh, it's one of the best parts of this. The fact that they could just take music from the movies, and Jerry Goldsmith, one of the greatest composers right. in film history, and they just have this music available for their Saturday morning cartoon. cartoon. Yeah, it really raises the production level. Big you know, time. It's, it's really... Well done. I mean, you can kind of tell sometimes they have to like because they're taking music that wasn't specifically written for their show, and so you can hear them kind of chopping kind of, it up a yeah, little bit the, to mix it up and get it to fit the scene. Yeah, but generally speaking, I agree. And going back to the runtime, you know, you watch Rambo two, and we described on that episode, we said, "Oh yeah, this is the Saturday morning cartoon version of of Rambo." But then you watch an actual Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> version of Rambo. There was way more wasted space, I guess, or way more air in Rambo two the movie. Then you realize because it's like they managed to take a full like the the, the full Rambo template, <laughs> an entire Rambo movie's worth of plot, cram it into twenty minutes and just race through it. You know what I mean? Like every beat from the Rambo beginning, he gets, he gets the mission, he uh, he carries out his mission, he gets captured, he has to escape, he's pursued, and he has to take out his pursuers <laughs> one by one. He gets back to his his allies and then has a final confrontation with with the bad guys. It's like that's. 
literally beat by beat Rambo 2 story, almost exactly. Take away the POWs, because obviously a cartoon's not going to deal with that. I was, but but yeah. it's amazing that they were able to just, it's like Rambo concentrate. They, were, they took all the water out of the air, out of it, <laughs> and it's like the a total like solid gold brick of Rambo. It's amazing. Yeah. On all accounts, you're right. And then I just I want to go through the the like logic. Think about this. Somebody determined we are going to take a character who is a Vietnam veteran with PTSD. Yeah. Oh, that's that's and long we're gone. Now. Going to make a Saturday morning cartoon. I know. I mean, I can't believe this exists and how somehow. And I look. I only watched. I think I watched additional episodes. I was bummed that you didn't get the second. I couldn't find the second episode. Yeah. Uh, there's great stuff in I, every episode I watched. I also watched one additional episode. I'm wondering if you watched the one that I watched. I watched the one where they raise a giant battleship. <laughs> no, I didn't watch that one. I watched, oh. I watched the one where Rambo goes into a, a Soviet bloc country no. a, as disguised as a backup quarterback of a visiting football team. <laughs> in a Soviet country? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Vague, unnamed Soviet country. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. And, of course, at the end, he saves the day, but then the last thing is, like, the coach comes up and says, I need you to get in the game, Rambo. <laughs> our our, our uh, quarterback broke his wrist or something, and, of course, Rambo goes in and wins the game. Does this he cartoon win it with his, is amazing. Does he win it with his arm or with his legs? Does he just run over whoever tries to tackle him? I mean, this this show isn't particularly well animated, so it's hard no, it's to not. say. I, I think they do like a flea flicker, because I think it's him and a, a character who was not introduced in the first episode, someone who's probably added later. I'm envisioning... I think, he, I, I think uh, Rambo, as the QB, pitches it to like a running back, then Rambo goes... It's like the end of Necessary Roughness, basically. Well, I was gonna, I he would, catches a pass. I'm so. envisioning like lockup, that Rambo is like Stallone in that, that he is just but on the other end he's pummeling Sonny Liston instead of getting pummeled yeah I mean if if they had the budget to actually animate something like that yes but it was just like a bloop ew, touchdown you know it was like a two second thing but it, it, I mean oh, we should focus on the first episode yes. because all right, all right, right. this is this is what we're here to talk all about. all right so we have to so they they wind up setting up a fictitious country which I definitely want to talk about okay okay so the fictitious country Tierra Libre, I believe. Tierra Libre. So the first thing I want to know, which is a more prosperous country, Valverde or Tierra Libre? Uh, I Do you mean, think they border each other, these fictitious countries? <laughs> I think uh, Valverde is supposed to be in Central America. Or I think Tierra so. Libre seems like it's in like Northern South America. It seems like it's Colombia, basically. I, he's just pointing at a map, but it's like that's just—he's just pointing at Colombia. I couldn't—I couldn't tell. What I do love about this episode, so this country apparently has no military. Oh no, they don't need one. All they need is Rambo. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> Why do you need a military when you can call your buddies in the U.S. and, and I realize Rambo? I realize this is not. Not fair. A forty-year-old man picking apart a Saturday morning sure. cartoon. I and mean, the logic. That's in what it. we're here to do. We got to commit to it. Yes, but we can't have any like embarrassment or shame about what we're here to talk about. So the the United States government in this episode, it's established they won't get involved. Correct. Which okay, let me let me just break this down. I, I don't I don't know who is in charge of the State Department, <laughs> but you have a country with no military that's a peaceful nation. I, I'm so, I know we said we shouldn't have any embarrassment. But the fact that you're breaking down on the political situation of this episode. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I'm appreci- no, I appreciate this. Go ahead. Let's 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 logic this. Through. No, let's do it. That's what we're okay. Do. So you know the United States has a terrible history of trying to overthrow regimes for, you know, maybe for good purposes sometimes and many times for its own interest and bad purposes. Yeah. But in this universe, we have a legitimate General Warhawk, by the way, <laughs> yes, General which Warhawk. is an amazing name. Yeah. 
And he's got a riding crop in this episode. Sure, he loves whipping things, everything. Oh, the t- he whips I- a tank. <laughs> That's how he's introduced. Thank you. He uses a riding crop on a tank. Yeah. Just to like make his point. Yes. He just uses it for emphasis. But so General Warhawk is le- a legitimate, he's running a terrorist organization. He somehow has military might. He's invading a peaceful nation. What? The yeah. State Department and the United States government and the Department of Defense determines in this universe, no, we're not going to get involved. What universe is this? But then the alternative is, oh, no, we, we can just, Troutman can just send Rambo. Yeah, it's like a black op. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what it is. They're but, not going to call it that in a, ch- a children's show, but you're yes, right, it's a black but, op. Oh, black ops are supposed to be when you're carrying out missions that would embarrass the United States. Right. This, is, this, is, a, this is a genuinely humanitarian mission. Yeah. Why are they only sending Rambo? <laughs> I mean, I can play devil's advocate. Please this is, do. This is what I live to do. I would, I would say that probably Tierra Libre. Tierra Libre. Tierra Libre is disliked by its neighbors all across South America, and so United States has a lot of alliances okay. with countries that would not, who would love to see a regime change, who secretly want General, General Warhawk <laughs> to come Maybe in. Maybe they're and, the ones supplying his tanks. Sure. I mean, we haven't watched any other episodes, so we don't know where he's getting these, but maybe their unfriendly neighbors are the ones who are actually... Because he's got a lot of military hardware. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that might be the Tierra Libre military. For all we know, the the guys in the town are the usurpers, and maybe this is a week after a coup, and General Warhawk fled to the mountains, and now he's coming to seize back what's rightfully his. I would say... We don't know. That's possible, but General Warhawk seems to have a Nazi Germany accent, so I don't think General Warhawk is a native-born Tierra Librarian. I'm not sure what that would be. <laughs> Tierra <be>. Librarian. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really think it was a Nazi... It seemed more Eastern European to me. I mean, it's, 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 it's a Rambo it, thing. Doesn't he have one of the, the, uh, the cross... The, um, Oh, Iron Cross? Yeah, doesn't he have an Iron Cross as part of his uniform? Did he? I didn't notice that. I thought he did. But. Tempted to pull up the episode, but... Uh, uh, we could derail really fast yeah, exactly. if we pull up that episode, I will tell you that right I, now. I assumed it was more Eastern European, like, okay. Okay. Soviet bloc, because obviously this is a Rambo story in their painting. I mean, in this movie, in this episode, not so much. It's, you're right, vague, you know, non-state actors, terrorist group. Like, General Warhawk's politics are not entirely clear. He's just evil. Oh, he just, yeah, he just wants to take over a country that has no military. Sure. Well, I should say he wants to take over a country, and he's selected Tierra Libre, I think, for two reasons. We get well, The first is they have no military, so it should be an easy steamroll for him. And the second is they have one point of entry into this country right. that is not an airplane. That could be why they have no military. It's like, well, our, the, the mountains and the ocean protect us. If, if an army arrives at our border, we just blow up this one bridge. Okay. And we're, and we're safe. All right, let's let's just jump right to it then. Let's talk about this bridge because that winds up being the strategy. I feel like we need to work up to the bridge. All right, because we're not. We got to establish, you know, because the the thing starts with General Warhawk attacking an innocent village, and we meet Cat the the <laughs> General Warhawk with his tank. Oh no, Havoc! Right, Havoc comes in first. Mister Havoc in the tank startles a dog. It almost runs over that poor dog. What, yeah. I mean, in the 1980s, what is going on here that they are almost killing a poor innocent dog with this tank? Sure. Well, you know he wasn't actually going to die. It's a cartoon. That's, I mean, that's that's how you get a, an audience to hate a character is have them threatened of an innocent animal. That's probably true. That's that's why they did it, I'll bet. So you, you're right. We get Cat, who Cat is nothing more than just a placeholder for, uh, oh, what was her name in, in Rambo 2? 
Oh, Kobao? Kobao. She's 100% a placeholder for Kobao. Sure. She's established to be a master of disguise, and yet that never comes into play for any reason whatsoever. Because, yeah, uh, Havoc, is a General Havoc, or do we know... He gets a Mr. Havoc. Mr. Havoc. He does not seem to have... There are Only all, General Warhawk gets to have a rank, He is the only member of this terrorist organization that gets a military rank. Yeah. Because the, uh, the other guy, you get Gripper. <laughs> yeah, Gripper. He, he's the guy with the, the mechanical arm. He's the one-armed man, basically. Yeah, he's the one-armed man. Uh, and he, an eye patch. They're really gilding the lily there. Yes. One he, or the other. He, you can have an eye patch or, <laughs> or a robotic both. hand. You know, he doesn't have both. He does not get a military rank either, so I think General Warhawk is the only one who gets a rank. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, they, they take over this village, which I guess is outside of Tierra Libre, if it's on the other side of the bridge, right? Yes. That's so how the, that's they're how the making their starts. way towards Tierra Libre. Right. And Kat, this master of disguise, is there. And she's just undercover. Like We established later she was undercover for the U.S. military. Yeah, I'm not sure why she was there in that particular village. But the whole scene is like, that old woman, stop her, because she's disguised as an old woman. The old woman beats up a bunch of people, including Gripper, right? Uh, or, or was it... Uh, it was Havoc. It was Havoc, okay. But uh, can, can, we, can we talk about that for a minute? Well, all I want to say is there was no reason for her to be disguised as an old woman, because if she had just been herself... What, what, they don't know who she is. It's not like it, it would have mattered. A hundred percent. It actually was Gripper. But okay. I, I, the moves that she puts on them, what's great is he's got two thugs that try, and they just kind of gently touch <laughs> yeah. shoulders, yeah. and that's it. They're just out cold. Yeah, the I animation mean, they, in this show, <laughs> it's really something. They're out they, cold. They crank this show out as fast as they could. It's like, Rambo's hot. we got to get this thing out. And then Kat, so she doesn't do anything to them. They barely like rub shoulders, but they're out and they're in a heap on top of each other. Yes, oh, I know what you're going to say. And then Gripper, he like makes a move. She counters his move, throws him into a wall. He has to be 15 feet from these guys. <laughs> yep. And somehow he crumples into the same pile with those guys. He goes out of his way to collapse on top of his comrades. <laughs> you know, I, like, honestly. I'm embarrassed to say this. I went back and rewatched it. It was so funny to me. Yeah, he staggers. It's like for like three seconds, the show is spending time. We don't have a lot of time. We got to fit a whole Rambo story in 20 minutes. It's spent three or four seconds of him staggering over. I must land in my friends. And we haven't even gotten a Rambo yet. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. So they're wasting precious seconds, and we haven't even seen Rambo. Yeah, absolutely. Can we we, we skipped over the introduction, the opening titles, by the way? And can, can I wrote down the entire narration? Of oh, please, the, please do. Which I really enjoyed. I, I before we forget, I do want to go over the, the narrator. Just goes, and it's it's like clips, mostly from this episode. Like, yeah. Yeah, obviously, it's just clips of Rambo doing stuff. <laughs> he just goes, Rambo. Anywhere and everywhere, the savage forces of General Warhawk threaten the peace-loving people of the world. There's only one man to call. And then it cuts to Troutman going, get me Rambo. Can I, all right, can I stop you there? Sure. So I just want to say this right now. On a bonus episode, we actually have a use for the soundboard. If there was ever a Zeus, it's not a movie, but a Zeus of an ep for an episode, Troutman in this and every episode I watched is 100% Zeus. <laughs> sure, he's just there to say, get me Rambo. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, he's the Zeus of the episode. I fully agree. I have spoken. <laughs> you replace I have spoken with Get Me Rambo. Get me Rambo. You could, honestly, you could have two alternatives on the board now. You could have Troutman saying Get Me Rambo yeah. or a Zeus I have spoken. The Troutman of the movie. Yes, he, absolutely. Uh, so, so keep going. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure I got out there that Troutman is Zeus. Before I forget, I'll get back to the narr narration. But uh, Troutman in this episode, and I imagine in the entire run of the series... You know, in the movies, he's definitely like Rambo. He's tough. Like you better, you need a good supply of body bags. He's gonna kill all you guys. Yes, he's always talking up Rambo. But in this show, he is full on in love with Rambo. 
Like he <laughs> wants is. to be with Rambo romantically. That he is just like Rambo's the best. He is. I mean, maybe it's just the way the voice actor is portraying oh, no. it. But it's so funny to me how he's just like everything. He literally says nothing. Trotman never says anything that isn't Rambo is amazing. He re- every so line of dialogue. Is- that you're right in that description. It reminds me of I don't remember the character's name, but the pharmacist in Waiting for Guffman, and how much he loves Corky St. Clair. Yeah, I've not seen that. That is the love affair that Troutman in this has for John Rambo. It's taken to a whole another level in this cartoon. Like it's <laughs> it's bonkers. All right, moving back to uh, the narrator. He goes, uh, "Where did I leave off?" Okay. From the canyons of skyscrapers to the canyons of remote mountain peaks. It's so redundant. Uh, Liberty's champion is unstoppable. Rambo, helped by the mechanical genius known as Turbo and the master of disguises named Cat. Uh, I've got some description. Oh, and that's, that's it. And then it says, it goes to the Rambo logo. So, yeah, so we get the... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not it. There it is. I, I knew it was more. The honor-bound protector of the innocent, Rambo, the force of freedom. So, Turbo and Cat basically do n- nothing in almost every episode I watch. Yeah. I, didn't, I mean, again, I only got like three episodes, but Ray, I mean, Rambo does everything to the point he says, no, you, you stick back here just in case I need you to pick me up. <laughs> I mean, in this episode, I guess it makes sense because the U.S. can't get involved and right. maybe for some reason... If Rambo gets caught, it, there's some kind of plausible deniability, whereas if two people get caught, this is yeah. obviously a U.S. operation. Well, so that, it, that's kind of how I, I, I justified it to myself. But here's the thing is I, didn't, I never took it as that Cat and Turbo are U.S. military either. Turbo's just a race car driver. And maybe Cat, I can't really tell because she does seem to have all these disguises, so I would imagine Troutman somehow is supplying her with this. But Turbo, he seems like he's just a race car driver who builds... Uh, builds things. I assumed that he was military, and this is what what he does in his spare time. He's a race car driver in his spare time. All right. Well, he maybe if we watch more him. episodes, we'll find out. Uh, yeah, maybe he can put a car up into two wheels somehow. An F one car that is specifically designed to never come off the ground. Like if an F one if F one car's wheels come off the ground, it is flipping nine times. Like you can't you can't put an F one car up on two wheels. Turbo can unnecessarily. Like it seemed like there was plenty of room for him to just drive around that wreck. He anyway. just wanted to show how good he was. Yeah. But anyway, where were we? Where were we? I, I changed the subject from something, I feel. No, like. I... talk about I, the intro. I, well, uh, well, you know what? Can we go back to that race? Because I wanted to talk about something in that race. Okay. So we do get his, the establishment of Turbo. He's this great race car driver. And you said he puts it up on two wheels. I wanted to talk about... Did one, one of the writers or producers, they must have attended UCLA because you get a shot of the crowd and a guy is in a baseball cap and it must hold on there for like two seconds. Yeah. I mean, UCLA, it might as well be a billboard in that TV <laughs> yeah, show. It promising. just seemed like, where did that come from? It's a, and, uh, like, I don't think the crowd is really animated at all. It's no. like two frames going back and forth. Just the crowd being like... <laughs> and the UCLA hat yeah. front and center. You're probably right. I'll bet the animator, like the director or somebody at the UCLA. I, just, I got a, a real good laugh out of that. But yeah, backing up a little bit, after uh, we learned that... Uh, what is it? Natural Libre? What's the T- name of it? Tierra Libre. Tierra Libre. Yes. That it's, it's being threatened. Cut to the Pentagon... Which, by the way, I never imagined Troutman to be no. someone I, who works in the Pentagon. He seems like he's out in the field. What? What? He's not an office guy. Yeah, I actually looked up because I was like, okay, how many people does a colonel command? And in the U.S. Army, I looked it up. It's generally three thousand to five thousand soldiers. Oh, wow, which, which is a lot, but it doesn't seem like enough to justify a, a position at the Pentagon. <laughs> like so, those are like for generals and like intelligence it, it, people. That's right? what it seems like. Yes. Um. Anyway, it, also, yeah, it's his personality. 
just never, never struck me as someone who would be sitting. No, at a desk it seems like he's always out on ops, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he gets he gets a call. He learns about the situation and just immediately turns to his age. Some guy standing there, get me Rambo. <laughs> And Rambo is just on a boat, yeah, relaxing. Just, I cannot imagine Ra- Rambo from the movies ever relaxing. Thank you. He's got a book over his face <laughs> yeah. on a boat. Yeah, he's no chance. If you if you said I will give you a hundred guesses of how Rambo is introduced into this cartoon, right? There's no way with a hundred guesses I would have gotten even close to. Oh, Rambo's on a boat with a book over his face, fishing. Yeah. He's the most contented person in the world, which is 180 degrees the opposite yes. from what Rambo is in every other piece of media. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just he's sleeping. Like, Rambo, I, I can't imagine him sleeping. Like, he's asleep with one eye open. He's just paranoid. Exactly. You know, he's, someone's going to kill him in his sleep. He's got a book over his face. How, he's, he Never have I seen someone more secure in his safety in my life. And that book, I love how the book like totally like poochies out of frame, just like a hundred percent. He pulls it off his face. I, but I did kind of like this idea because I wondered, you know, did I, and I don't, I didn't look up what year this was, but uh, eighty six. Well, like, okay, you know, the, the movie's eighty five. This is eighty six. Okay, so well, the setup is that seemed like Rambo was hanging out on John Matrix's property. Sure. So yeah. I wonder if like him and Rambo, you know, maybe they share like a cabin. It's sort of like a timeshare that when Matrix is out on a mission, Rambo's there just with a book over his face. But, but that's a great comparison comparing this to Commando and John Matrix because, you know, the whole point of John Matrix is, you know, so, uh, his general buddy, whatever comes to him and says, whatever, we need you for this mission. He's like, no, I have this awesome life. I built this cabin. I'm here with my daughter. I'm contented. I'm happy. I'm not doing it. And it's only until – it's only when – you know, his it's daughter's brought, captured. Brought, right, the, the fight is brought to him. Yeah, and you look at Rambo in the situation, the guy who's had a rough life, and you look, it's like, oh, it's, how nice, he found some peace. Why would he ever just be like, yeah, you know, Colonel Chapman appears in a helicopter hovering above him, <laughs> shouting at him with a bullhorn, and he's just like, yes, of course, I want to come with you. I was, I was sleeping, having a peaceful afternoon, and it was interrupted by your loud-ass helicopter and bullhorn asking me to go into a war zone. Of course, we weigh I, these. We, yeah, weigh these scales. Which one of these do I prefer? <laughs> what kind of you know? Rambo should never. It's, it's just a mistake to put him in this situation where he just seems so so happy. Right. I mean, he should be looking to go get ice cream with somebody and like put ice cream on their sure. nose. But no, here comes Troutman <laughs> saying, "I need you, Rambo. Uh, no, your country needs you." Is what he says. That's enough, I guess. So, and here's the other thing that I didn't understand. So you said you already noted it. He turns to his aide. Get me Rambo. But then Troutman just goes <laughs> like, on a helicopter and gets him. That's a great point. I imagine the aide found out where Rambo was. Like, Troutman didn't know where to find him, so I the guess. aide had to go find where he is. Maybe, but it just seemed like he gave that aide a bunch of busy work because he was just going to hop on the chopper and go get him himself anyway. Right, absolutely. I mean, considering how indispensable Rambo is, you would think that Troutman would insist that I need to know where you are at all, at all times. times. I may need you. I mean... I don't. I think there's like 80 episodes of this cartoon, so it's like at least really? 80 times I will need your services. There are 80 of these. Oh, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, they'd crank out like 50 a year. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, uh, anyway. all right, all right, let's keep going. I, I, I'm still enjoying this. So, do you have any comments about Rambo's voice? I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> well, I just it seems like someone kind of trying to do a Stallone impression, but it's not really not good. Yeah, not getting there. What do, you, of, what do you need me for, Troutman? He's just kind of like... It's kind of New Jersey. I don't know what yeah, it is. It's not It's not Stallone. It doesn't... Yeah, it's not Rambo. Because Rambo was a little more... Like, 
it almost seems closer to Rocky than Rambo because Rocky's a little more you know, yep. jovial and he's I got a little sing song voice and then Rambo is he, Rambo's oh just big time no they, this gravelly and, and it does mumbling. not sound or feel now I know because it's a kids cartoon so they don't want it to right. be too somber <laughs> yeah but it does it's sing song and like that's not John Rambo I, I literally my note here is when uh, Troutman tells him the mission and Rambo just goes it'll be my pleasure sir <laughs> boy oh boy. <laughs> That's the least he Rambo must, thing anyone has ever said. He must have really not liked that book. If if it's his pleasure to go to a war zone after he's been peacefully sitting in a boat. <laughs> yeah. Get me away from this peaceful life. All right. So, anyway, so yeah, this, then we meet the Turbo, his buddy, at the F1 race, which we kind of covered. Yeah, and so they wind up heading down there. I I want to talk about this strategy. The strat- You say just blow up the bridge. This reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons. When the meteor is coming down, they have one bridge right. out of town and they destroy it. Yeah. What happens then? How do, they get any- how do they get anything in and out? They have to fly everything out of this country? I guess. I mean, I would assume most of their uh, imports and exports are coming through some port they have on the, on the ocean, right? I, I gotta make this bridge. I mean, yes, you're right. It's obviously it's, laughable. It in the, seems incredibly reckless. In the first place, it's laughable that there's only one bridge in and out of this entire country. A country? I, yeah, obviously. It's not a city. <laughs> I mean, it's a country. I don't know how many miles that river is supposed to be where they, you know. You couldn't put up one more bridge? Or, somewhere in those couple hundred miles, presumably, where the, there's got to be a place where, you know. You could cross. You could just ford it. Yeah, cross it. Uh, but anyway, you just have to accept. Okay, yeah, well, this is the only way into this country. Here's the thing. So says this episode. I, I was really. I, I, it seemed like the the strategy of we'll just destroy the bridge was incredibly reckless to me. Sure, and and not a good strategy because it turns out like oh they had a bridge they had a mobile bridge and they just put it on top of the real because General Warhawk seems to have access to all kinds of military equipment. Sure, he has like five tanks in this episode. Uh, I think it's more like nine, right? Is it really yeah, nine? I, I so. thought I only counted five. I'm They're- pretty sure Rambo takes out at least six himself. <laughs> of course he does. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I think there's a, there's a I think it's eight and then one jeep because Warhawk's in a jeep and then I think there's like a wedge of eight tanks at one yeah, point. Yeah, you're right. You're following right. him into to Tierra Verde. What is Tierra it? Tierra Libre. Tierra Libre. I shouldn't I have ever brought up I know, Mount Verde. Now, now I'm all mixed up. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they send Rambo in to blow up this bridge, which he does successfully. <laughs> and then Cat is there, kind of tagging along. We 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 meet Cat. Oh, here's your guide. She'll guide you to the bridge. How hard could it be? The thing is, is that so in this episode, what I was 100% convinced she was a placeholder. She doesn't say it in this. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for, you made it, Rambo. Right. She doesn't say it in this episode. One of the other ones I watched, Rambo was running from something. She says in the opposite order. She says, Rambo, you made it. I'm like, that is perfect. I wish I'd watched that one. You made it, Rambo. Um, No, all of the praise for Rambo is reserved for Troutman in in this episode anyway. Um, yeah, because we can't wait, 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 hold on. I want to talk about the analogies a bit before that. There's two analogies that are made. It's a peaceful looking place, like a bear trap. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then no, this I, one. I think it isn't it like oh, it looks peaceful enough. So does a bear trap. Isn't that the phrase? Maybe that is. And it's, then it's yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I got enough explosives to blow the bridge to Cleveland. What? Where did that come from? It's not really a metaphor. It's just right. an exaggeration. Okay, but what's going to blow is, it to Cleveland? Who wrote that? Uh, Mike Trench Chain. or whatever is what Chain. Is it? Chain, yes. Mike Chain wrote that. I don't know. It's uh, it's Saturday morning cartoon dialogue. All right. It's kind of what I was getting at. Like, you think, getting back to Rambo 2, the movie, it's like, 
I had said, I don't remember if you agreed with me or not, that like, you know, Rambo 2 is basically taking First Blood and stripping all the nuance out of it. Oh, yeah, and, yeah that's what you yeah. said. Absolutely. But then uh, you, watching this, you realize how much nuance is still left because it's like... Th- <laughs> you really is, need to run it through another strainer and you can get a little more out. I mean, but... it really does paint the picture like, you know, you realize that, oh, Rambo 2... It's not complex, but there's more complexity than this, which is as straight ahead as possible. I'm going to blow the bridge to Cleveland, you know. And he does. He does, yeah. He plants some C4. He does some flips. He shoots an arrow and swings onto the bridge. The animation uh, on the arrow is outstandingly bad, too. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll bet the animators were not happy that, like, oh, they put this arrow in the movie and you've got to animate this arrow. <laughs> I'll bet he doesn't shoot arrows much in the, in the cartoon. I bet you're right. Difficult to animate. <laughs> Very hard in the animator's wrist. Uh, so yeah, so he blows the bridge, but it's incredibly reckless and doesn't really think things through because General Warhack Hawk has a replacement bridge. But here's the thing: somehow, for plot reasons, it takes six hours to Wait, put that bridge in place. Don't skip over the whole part where Rambo gets captured. Oh, you're wrong. Okay. That's the part that was remarkable to me. It's like, oh wow, they're actually doing a Rambo story because you know I was just I was expecting it to be like GI Joe, and to a degree it is. Yeah, but. The part where Rambo gets captured by the bad guys and has to escape and then is pursued by them, which is only like a six-minute sequence, but it's like, oh, this is really Rambo. Like This feels like Rambo. Because they literally have one where he's completely covered in mud. I love that. They have one where he's in the shallowest water that it only comes up to... The soldier goes into the water to try and, you know flush Rambo out, yeah. it goes up to like his ankles, but in the sequence bef- like five seconds before, Rambo was fully immersed and you couldn't see him. So somehow, John Rambo could immerse him or completely disguise himself in the water that goes up to your ankles. It wasn't. It was more like waist high or a little, little... I don't think it was that maybe high. Maybe even armpit high. He was in there a little bit. I don't know if it's worth like, <laughs> you know, again, a lot of these are just bad animation is, is to blame for a lot of this stuff. But I loved that whole sequence. Like, that stuff made this episode for me. Is You know, Rambo's captured. He's hung over a pit of purple snakes. He escapes by grabbing his knife with his feet and, and flipping it to his hand. It, it is a great sequence, and I'm, I'm looking at my notes. We, we skipped over one thing that I didn't want to ask about before that. So as he's first trying to escape, he does eventually get captured. The capturing makes no sense because he makes it to the other side of the bridge, which I assume is in Tierra Libre, but somehow Havoc was on the other side of the bridge. I don't think it's clear. <clears throat> I, I wondered about that too, but I, I, I think it's ambi- the, the, the way it's directed, it's not clear what side of the bridge you're looking at. Uh, All right. Well, I, I, I think it's just bad staging because, like, yeah, I, he, he was caught on the wrong side of the bridge. Well, here's what I want to know is that before he starts to run across the bridge... Gripper and a couple of his henchmen are there. Gripper engages with Rambo. He's got a machine gun with a bayonet, and he chooses, rather than shooting Rambo, he decides he's going to try and use the bayonet on Rambo, which, of course, doesn't go according to plan. Right. So my question is, is it just animation? Meaning, is a kid show, so they didn't want him to shoot Rambo? Or is it the Gripper... He can't fire a weapon because his trigger finger has yeah. <laughs> got no fingers. Yeah. Okay, is the mechanical hand. Yeah, okay. I think that's, that's reasonable to assume. Okay, all right. I mean, he would just have to learn how to shoot left-handed, I guess. Yes. He probably just wanted to test his abilities against Rambo. They all know who Rambo is, so presumably... Oh, there's, everybody. There's some kind of history between General Warhawk's men and Rambo, because they all know, oh, no, it's Rambo. <laughs> you know, so I guess he was just he wanted to defeat him in combat. 
So we and they, they took him captive. They could have just shot him. Right, of course. They, instead of hanging him over Something a Something tells snakes. me almost every episode, he's, he winds up getting captured and has to escape. The football episode I watched, he did not get captured. No, I, I take that back. It doesn't happen in every episode. Because the one I watch where they raise this giant battleship, somehow there's a, Tierra Libre apparently has a navy, and he winds up rescuing a bunch of sailors from drowning in the ship. Oh, it's interesting they go back to Tierra Libre. It's, I wouldn't have expected that. Oh, you know, the, the El Presidente is, is still there. And okay, that makes sense, because they establish him and his daughter. daughter. And it's like, why are they... I have a feeling they use them in a yeah, lot of episodes. They, they must be. But there's one other sequence in that escape I wanted to talk about. The first two soldiers, before he goes real Rambo... Yeah, I love it. He knocks out two soldiers that are, have machine guns with bayonets. He then takes their machine guns, throws them up into a tree, and they impale themselves in the tree by the bayonet. Complete with cartoon sound effects, which is yes. my favorite part. It it's, was it's a, amazing. It's a Rambo cartoon, and it still has this, like, whoosh. And then, he, and then like, I think it makes, like, a bonk noise, and he knocks them, like, bonk. And then he takes their, their yeah, like you said, throws them up. And then when they stick in the tree, it makes like a sprung noise. Yes. It's full like on, a Woody Woodpecker cartoon. Full on Woody Woodpecker, like Bugs Bunny sound effects throughout this entire episode. It's Rambo, and it's just the full of spring of noises. Yeah, exactly. Um, but before he starts, before he goes on that uh, rampage where he doesn't actually kill anybody, but yes. uh, you know, it, it's it's a maiming sequence without the maiming. Essentially, it's yes. a, it's a gently knocking over nudging it's a nudging sequence <laughs> it's a nudging sequence that's perfect <laughs> um but before he, we get to that he's he's they suspend him over a pit of snakes on a tree and then just leave him thinking oh that'll get him what will get him he's not being lowered into oh, no, it. No, no, you, so what havoc says is when he when he's ready to uh talk or basically when he's broken and he's ready to talk. I don't know what he's going to talk about because that's the thing. The he's whole po- admit that the U.S. send him in. It'll be an I guess. But what didn't make any sense? It's like, well, your whole point is you're trying to take Tierra Libre. What do you want him to talk about? Don't right. you just need to neutralize him because he's their whole military? Yeah, he's their greatest threat to taking Tierra right, Libre. You've just won, so just go put in your bridge that takes six hours to install and right. go roll your tanks in, and they're done. So they're just keeping him there. They're actually they're not, they don't expect the snakes to kill him. They don't expect the snakes to kill him. Then they, why bother with the snakes? I I, I, <laughs> I just didn't understand the situation. Is he supposed to be lower, slowly lowered into this? No, of snakes, he's supposed what? to be there and struggling, and eventually determine that oh, I, you've broken me. I'm ready to talk. I just don't know what he was going to talk about. I'm afraid of these snakes that can't reach me. Yes. <laughs> you, my my terror of these snakes that can't do any harm to me whatsoever yes. has broken my spirits. Me I mean, Rambo, the man who's been to to Vietnamese POW camps twice and escaped twice. Yeah, just put a knife next to him. snakes and a knife. A, a pit of snakes, a couple of guards looking the other way, and a knife. Right. We're fine. Yeah. Those guards. I mean, they, they, I, I fully expected, uh, I think it was Gripper who, who comes by, or maybe it was... Uh, no, it was Havoc, I Havoc. think. Havoc. I fully expected Havoc to, to push like, him into the snakes. You idiots and throw him, because he picks him up and throws him, and they just land on the ground next to, ne- like, nearby. Put him I, in the snake pit. I thought for sure he was throwing them into the snake pit. And then I remember, like, oh, right, this is a Saturday morning cartoon. Of <laughs> if course it wasn't that, they would have went into the snake pit. And they could have made it ambiguous. They could have been right. like, ah, you know. No, they could have had him, like, you know, punch them or whatever he does, and then not show them hit the ground, and then you could have went to your imagination and said, oh, he yeah. must have pu- pushed them into the snake pit. You see the edge of the snake pit, at the ed- like, right at the edge of the right. screen, and he punches them to go off in that direction. And, yeah, yeah, you, you could have let your ma- imagination fill it in. Yeah. 
But this this nudging sequence is amazing because the mud, like you talked about, it's like a wall of mud, which I guess they're trying to recreate the scene from Rambo 2 where he comes out yeah, of the mud. Yeah, but it's, there's no context. Why is there well, this wall of mud there? And, and again, this, the cartoon sound effects are amazing because there's no indication that Rambo's in there. And then like he comes out like a mud man, like he's some kind of like <laughs> He-Man creature. And it makes this noise as he as he emerges from the mud, and then he just like grabs a guy and like pushes him over, and then runs away like it was a prank. It's like, <laughs> it is. It's like he ding dong ditched yeah, the guy. He just runs off. I mean, and the guy literally he gets knocked down. And he looks up like, what just happened? He looks around like a puzzled. Mud man just got me. Yeah, the, the soldier is not the least bit harmed. He's not even like, ow, I I got hurt. He just looks around like confused, like what just happened? A mud man came out and like tipped me over even like a little hip toss and there's a couple more it's like a he creates like a tiger pit or something right he, he does that and he winds up catching havoc as well who thinks he's got him oh right he lures those soldiers in but he, he just stands in front of the camera and says, are you guys looking for me and then just runs off <laughs> but before that you've got that a couple of soldiers do fire off a couple of rounds at him and then rambo i think returns fire or maybe it's the soldiers but a jeep takes like three or four bullets and just explodes oh right that's the guys in the river yeah <laughs> that's what i love is in this world you can destroy you know all kinds of ships jeeps buildings you just because it's a kid's cartoon you can't kill anybody yeah but they didn't go over the top like a rocket it was like five or six bullets and that jeep is just obliterated into an explosion but luckily the driver <laughs> jumped clear before the thing exploded so we had to know he was right fine. i assume in every single thing that happens in this show if it's like the air force you can always see the parachutes come out on every single plane that's destroyed yeah. guaranteed i mean at the beginning of that river sequence you see rambo pull a guy into the river and he doesn't come up for a while and so i i, I remember i was watching going like did he drown that guy but then after the jeep blows up and rambo just kind of like oh the 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 guy who he pulled in right and the guy who shot the jeep who i, I forget if rambo picks him up and throws him or something yeah i not? think he does and so then you see those two guys climbing out of the river yeah they're exhausted so you, you know they're okay yeah and exactly. it has the, has one of the funniest shots of rambo just looking smug like he hasn't moved an inch he's just standing in the river watching these two guys be like oh man rambo really got us <laughs> Rambo's not running away. He's just watching them crawl out of the river and be like, ha Well, he, he was saving his running away from when he was the Mudman prank. Yeah. Oh, speaking of close-ups of Rambo, one of the funniest moments for me, and this needs to be an internet meme. I want this to be <laughs> a meme. have we established there's a few internet memes that we need? There was another one that Son you said. Son of Rambo, actually. That's what you said. One. Yeah, Son of Rambo no, needed. I, I want... Someone needs to upload this video to YouTube just these, like, two seconds. It would be so useful. Because General Warhawk takes Rambo captive a little. I'm rewinding a little bit, but uh, Rambo's taken captive. General Warhawk sees, ah, it isn't my old friend Rambo. Tight close-up of Rambo going, you don't have any friends. <laughs> I just want that clip of you don't have any friends on YouTube. That would be so useful. All situations. Because he doesn't say General Warhawk or anything. He just goes, you don't have any friends. And it's just a hilarious You're animation. Right. It's such a tight close-up of Rambo. I loved that shot. It just really made me laugh. It's just imagining just in a Twitter thread or on a message board somewhere. You don't have any friends. I, I that, would that would be a great one. That would be so useful. Anyway, uh, where were we? Rambo's escaping. Oh, he, then, escapes on a, uh, he escapes on a motorcycle, well, of wait, course. We, we've got a... We've got a re- I, I know we're really covering this beat by beat, but this, this episode is so dense. I don't want to skip over anything. Because... <laughs> Rambo has been escaping. He's been in your nudging sequence. Um, I really do like that uh, description. You. That was very good. Uh, and then General Warhawk shows up in a tank, right? Or yeah, is it t- I think he shows I think up he's in a, got tank, a tank. Yeah, and he goes like, "I know how to deal with Rambo," and just 
torches the jungle. I forgot he about just that. Literally, like it scorched is, earth. It literally is, scorched earth. It is Jesse the Body Ventura in Predator. I mean, just opens fire with a tank, but on a way bigger scale. It is, but uh, it wasn't Jesse the Body Ventura, by the way. Oh, that's it right. Was, it was Bill it was, Duke. It was Bill Duke. But, yes. but you. you that that's the analogy is just opens fire. The camera pans like 180 degrees. The entire jungle has been burned to the ground. It's like, well, I, I guess that got him. And he didn't scale him in the least. The, the tanks turn around to leave, and then Rambo just from from the edge of frame boop, 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 just jumps under the tank and it's rides like the, the tank back. It's like the little rascals or something, and yeah. he just rides the tank well, back. Well, what's funny about that is I glanced down for a second the first time I watched this because I think I was taking a note or something. And I, I, when I, I was watching, the tank was starting to turn around. I glanced down, glanced back up, and Rambo was on the back of the tank. And I remember watching, going, oh, that's really clever. He was hanging on the back of the tank the whole time. It's like Empire Strikes Back, where like, the, the Falcon is on the thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's actually really clever. But then I, I reminded him, like, oh, no, he just scurried in and jumped onto the tank. Yes. Why didn't they just do the thing where he was already hanging onto the tank? Because that would have been so cool if the whole time they were burning down the jungle, Rambo was just hiding just back there. Back there laughing yeah, at exactly. Him. That's, that's, so, that is, that's a very Rambo idea. It is. But no, he was somewhere nearby. And who knows somehow where. survived. Somehow survived. And, and as soon as they turn around, he just runs in and hops onto the tank. And then why? He runs back. He, he rides on the tank back to the bad guy's camp. And just steals a motorcycle. Steals a motorcycle cycle and jumps the bridge did he need to do that why didn't he just run and cross the bridge i guess there's no it's the only place to cross the bridge i guess well, yeah, well the bridge was destroyed so he yeah the, the he couldn't do it on foot he needed something to get over the bridge so that's the rationale okay he couldn't just escape on foot he needed to find a vehicle to jump the bridge yes because he knew he blew it up in the exact right way to create a ramp to, of course he did yeah um. Anyways, then then where does that leave us? Rambo gets back to his buddies who have done nothing this whole time to try to rescue him. Of course, no, because they're, <laughs> they're literally right where we left. Them. <laughs> they haven't moved an inch. They very much are Zeus as well. To be honest, everybody yeah. other than General Warhawk, absolutely, his crony. No, everybody on Rambo's side other than Rambo, Zeus. Yeah, they absolutely. do. They do and accomplish nothing. <laughs> There's actually a line because doesn't the the president say to? Colonel Trotman is like, I have no armies, I have I have no tanks. How will we stop them? And he's like, Rambo. <laughs> I have one, one word, Rambo. That is Troutman's entire strategy and answer. <laughs> yeah. Rambo. It's, it's, everyone's just like, and th- well, you let's do say, it, Rambo. Let's, let's put this in perspective, okay? I'm assuming, now this is the first episode, maybe it's unfair, but you get no indication that Troutman and Rambo have been down in Tierra Libre before. Right. So you tell the president of this nation, what am I, I have no military, what am I going to do? You just say this random word that is a person's name, Rambo. I mean, at that point. If I'm the president, I'm like, what is that, what does this guy, what does this guy mean? What did did he just say? But he's introduced him to Rambo at that point, right? They all came down together. So I'm pretty sure the president knows who Rambo is. But I I would say this is your answer, one guy? Oh, sure, obviously, it's it's a terrible, this one man is going to save you. I mean, it turns out to be correct. Of course it is. um, Yeah, if I'm the president, I'd be like, I want, I mean, at that point, the president of uh, Tierra Libre would be calling the Pentagon and be like, I I need you to send somebody else. This guy thinks one man is going to save me (laughs) from from a, a, a fleet of tanks. I mean, I would be at the U.S. Embassy in Tierra Libre saying, get somebody on the phone now what is this troutman doing i'd be packing my bag saying i gotta get out of here while the getting good <laughs> well the ports are still open i would be on whatever the the chopper that they have or the presidential plane it's like fuel that thing i am out of here yeah. the u.s military their strategy is one man yeah 
I mean, time to prepare yourself yourself for exiles or <laughs> Rambo. Rambo. I do you. And it is spot on. I have it. That is all Troutman yeah. says. I, it's I, like you don't need to say anything else. It's just shorthand for oh, well, this is like having an entire army. You don't need anything else. He should just have two cards. One that says Rambo, and the other one that says Get Me Rambo. <laughs> Which one do I need to hold up? Yeah, exactly. So that the voice actor doesn't have to show up. No, just have Troutman hold up one of the placards. I mean, by episode three, they could very easily fill Troutman's role with a soundboard, much like the one we have. Just <laughs> Rambo, Get Me Rambo. Your country needs you, Rambo. I have spoken. Yeah. I guess. I guess they do need Troutman to explain the mission at the beginning. I assume he does that at the beginning of every episode. Probably. So that's the only thing he has to do that's different. Otherwise, it's just Rambo will but solve you could, everything. You could just write that out too. Just have it as a printout. The turbo picks up off some computer. Oh, we got our you know our next mission, Rambo. Sure, or a tape. I guess well, a tape is still the voice. I guess. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you just need a printout. That'll solve it. Yeah. Uh, so then, what happens next? I go back to the, the capital, and uh, this is where Turbo builds. Rambo, some kind of vehicle, anti-tank vehicle? Tank buster. Yeah. Which it's, it's like a little dune buggy with a couple of rockets on it, basically. Basically. Yeah, there's no real reason why this would work in any way. Oh, <laughs> in no way, shape, or form. Regardless of who's driving it. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is that Rambo is a one-man wrecking crew, but really, it, it's all of Turbo's, in this episode at least, it's his weaponry. So yeah. who really is doing the work here? Is it because couldn't anybody have driven that thing? I mean, Rambo does like put it on autopilot at a point and is shooting the rocket. And oh, the, I, I guess you're right. I didn't think about that. I mean, that. I guess it's implied that you need someone as skilled as Rambo. But it's like Rambo's skill is in like infiltration and in like covert. And, well, and in in just killing the enemy right. in first blood. Troutman is like his his only mission was to kill, win by attrition. Like that's his. You know, I mean, I guess that involves anything, using any kind of equipment. I suppose he's just trained in everything. He knows how to fly a helicopter. We know that. <laughs> yes, he so, does. So, I mean, he was trained in that. Um, we never really talked about that in Rambo 2. I guess it, you do learn in his backstory that he trained as a helicopter pilot. It's pretty convenient that, oh, Rambo can fly a helicopter, I guess. Of course it is. Well, but, he, uh, he can bomb around in this little dune buggy that Turbo built for him. Yeah. And it is, he, he is, he's unstoppable. Can I, can I back up a little bit? Because I do have a note here about this. That when Rambo jumps the bridge and he sees Cat and Turbo there waiting for him. And Rambo has a line where he goes, it's good to be home. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't. I know. How is you're that? not home, Rambo. No, what you're is, in a foreign country you're trying to defend. What a weird line. It's good to be home. But anyway, I just, I just happened to see I that missed note. that one. So ultimately, then, of course, did you, it's either eight or nine tanks. Rambo, of course, disables all of those tanks. One yep. of them, John Rambo is so good that just with everyday hand grenades, he is able to disable two tanks with nothing more than hand grenades. Yeah, just hits the treads exactly right. There's, the treads no, come there's, there's no way that would work. I agree. I don't know. There's no way to defend this cartoon. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, if that really does, it's like, what was what was going on in that final sequence in Saving Private Ryan? Tom Hanks was, Captain Miller was clearly doing those men a disservice if all you needed were a couple of hand grenades to disable a tank. Well, they do do stuff like that, don't they, in Saving Private Ryan? Don't they have those sticky bombs they try to plant on the treads? Yes, but it's like a landmine. It's not just like a hand grenade that they use. Sure. Hand grenades are mostly shrapnel, I think. Not yes. necessarily explosive. Exactly. They actually had, like, extra explosives 
explosive, and that's they stuck it like they filled the sock with the extra explosive, put the grease on it to try and get the tread off. Totally makes sense. Sure. In this cartoon, Rambo can just disable a tank with a couple of you hand know, grenades. It's it's grenades in the sense of like the video game grenade, where it's just like it's like a it's like a power up where you hit the button and all the all the, uh, the enemies on the screen explode. I t- I understand. It's, like it's a it's a forty year old being a jerk picking apart a nineteen eighties kids cartoon. No, you're absolutely right. It's absurd. I just don't. I don't expect this cartoon to be true to military hardware in any way. I don't necessarily think that Tank Buster in general. I mean, it's interesting how in the end. Well, let's, let's can we can we talk about so in the end, General Warhawk sounds the retreat. They're all retreating, and he does have a great line. Uh, he says, you know, let uh, fall back or something, and it's either Havoc or Gripper says, are we retreating? Yeah. No, we're uh, we're advancing to the rear or something yeah. like that, I you, that idiot. I you idiot. Yeah. Is that what he says? Yeah. We're advancing to the rear? Yeah. You're, we're advancing to the rear, you idiot. That's what All he right. Says. So very Cobra, Commanda- Cobra Commander-esque. Exactly what I was about to say. This is very G.I. Joe. But he's or Starscream yes. you know, and Megatron, that kind of a, a interaction. 100%. But then you get that, oh, there is one tank that survived. We, of course, soon to find out it's Rambo that actually is in that tank. Yeah, what, what a bunch of idiots. How It should be obvious what's going on here. Give that man a medal. Got, the, <laughs> I want to talk about that. Wait a minute. General Ward, there are medals to <laughs> yeah. distribute? Whatever he wants. It's he a gets terrorist to make up, organization. There aren't medals. He gets to make up the rules. There's got to be some kind of recognition system. You know, like any organization, you know. Well, earlier got employee on, of the month, probably. I think earlier on in the episode, Havoc offers an extra two weeks' pay to the man who brings them Rambo. That yes. makes sense. A terrorist organization paying with money. Yeah. General Warhawk has medals to distribute. I thought that was hilarious. I totally believe that General Warhawk's army would have medals to give out because right. he calls himself general so he's putting on this facade of like a but real none military of his lieutenants have titles They're, none sure. of them have ranks i well, mean these medals are in lieu of rank okay you know it's like well we don't give out ranks so here's something to hold you over okay. you know it's like getting a a, a new title at work but they don't not getting a raise it's just like this will tide you <laughs> but over there's a title that's my point but whatever well a medal you're you're a medal of General Warhawk awardee, you know what I mean? He gets to have that on his uh, military terrorist resume. It's like the outstanding award for achievement in explosions? <laughs> sure, exactly. Well, it's like uh, in Rambo 2 when we read all of Rambo's accolades, you know, having won all these medals. It's like you know, the terrorists have a similar thing, I'll bet. Some, uh, some, you know, bad guy reading a dossier says, oh, General Warhawk whoa, gave you... Whoa. I mean, in the end, nobody got that medal because it was it was Rambo all along, which he should have known. And Rambo is so reckless, he destroys the bridge again. I know. They're already retreating. There's no need to destroy this bridge. It's the only way in and out of the country. Rambo, you've won, and now you've destroyed the one-way ground. Like, you just got to salt the earth. Do you want trucks to be able to bring it? I mean, I'm no. assuming Tierra Libre has to be able to you know import something, right? They can't be completely self-sufficient. Now you have you have taken away ground transportation completely, yeah. Rambo. Yeah, I the people of Sierra Libre definitely could have used this bridge as temporary as it was. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, in the end the bridge has got to be rebuilt either way. So I don't know if it but matters. But it was that rebuilt. They at least had a bridge. No, in that place. was like a temporary mobile bridge. But they had something in place, and he destroyed yeah, it. I mean, he didn't need to destroy it. There's no question about it. They were already their tails were between their legs. <laughs> They were basically over the horizon already. He just wanted to blow another thing up. And he points it straight down. (laughs) It would have been great if he pointed it too low. Oh, no, I shouldn't have driven this far under the bridge. (laughs) He's got to use his arrow to hawk his way out of there. Get himself out of that jam. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's Rambo. He wants to blow things up. I guess you're he probably right. got back. He's like, I'm, I got bloodlust. Give me some more stuff to blow up. So he does get back, and they give him they they throw a banquet for Rambo, but he's not satisfied. <laughs> of course, he's not. And now that's the thing is, I wish we had the second episode. I desperately wanted to watch the next. episode. Do you think episode. it was an actual two parter? Because it's not clear. I think it was. I think okay. there was more to it. <laughs> it's like it ends with with the president being like, "We celebrate you, the savior of our country, Rambo." And Rambo's like. Yeah, but evil never rests. We've got to be prepared. And then the most hilarious cut. It like freeze frames. And then the narrator, to be continued. It is like the most awkward to be continued. Yes. It, it, it seemed like a... It didn't really seem like much of a cliffhanger. No, it seemed like it was not... The, the story was over. Right. It did not seem like at all like a cliffhanger. So I wonder if that was just an artificial... We got to get the kids tuning into the next episode. Let's just it could say have been. to be that, continued. I, I, and it might have been the to be continued was then just another episode, which was right, completely mutually exclusive. And he, I, you know, I don't know. But that's not what to be continued means. I know it's not. <laughs> so you can't just say to be continued to try to like lure people into watching the next I episode. Think I have a feeling that's what they did. Though. Yeah, it was a very awkward ending. Well, I, I got to tell you, this this was beyond refreshing. I am so excited that we did this as a bonus episode. I agree. This is way, you know, Saturday morning cartoons are obviously not high art in any way. This no. is just super stupid. But it was stupid in the ways that a fun action movie is stupid. It actually tried to capture the essence of Rambo in its and own then, weird way. Yeah. I mean, at least uh, one version of Rambo. Obviously, the PTSD stuff right, is, all that is, is long completely gone. out the window. Um, but I was surprised at how close it hewed to... The Rambo formula of Rambo being given a mission, being captured, escaping, being pursued by, the, you know, even in First Blood, you know, he's being pursued and then he turns the tables and goes back to the base, whether it's the town or whether it's, right. you know, the camp, the POW camp in, in Rambo 2. And, and I, here it's the bad guy's camp. It's like it actually follows the, the formula pretty close. And if you said there were 80 episodes, I can just imagine some. And I, you, I mean, you're telling me one crazy scenario of Rambo being a quarterback in a Soviet bloc country. It was pretty crazy. I can't even begin to imagine how many awesome scenarios there are in those 80 episodes that are just bonkers yeah absolutely because there's only so much you can do with rambo as a concept so yeah you're gonna okay here's a question how many times over the course of the show do you think rambo goes to space (laughs) not zero i would say do you really think i don't know about space i think he goes to outer space at least once in the course of the series (laughs) i think so it it would be a lot of fun i'm not sure i'll go with outer space but if he's doing football, I guarantee you. And here's the thing is, so one, there there have to be episodes of where he goes to like New York City or um, there, there, there have to be like. That's a lot to animate. I don't know about that. Space is just black with dots. That's easy to animate. That's kind of why I think Rambo's not going to New York City. There's a lot of buildings and cars and people to animate. All right. That is true. I. <sighs> this show cannot afford to depict New York City. It can afford to depict the moon, but not New York City. Well, I've got to admit, I may look and see how much the DVDs cost. Because <laughs> if they're not very much money, it, it's if it's like 20-some bucks, it is money well spent. I think it's less than that. I think when I checked, it was like 8 bucks. Oh, if it's 8 bucks, I'm buying it. That, <laughs> okay, that's good. not even a question. I think. I could be wrong. That's not even a question. Because this is something I would pay to watch. Sure. Because of just, there have to be... Just dump. Well, that's what I was going to say is, you know, that there have to. I didn't look it up to see what secondary characters on the villain side. You know, that it's probably like G.I. Joe and they have a whole separate. What was the name of the um, the not Zartan, his gang? He had like that whole gang that was kind of 
I don't know. I was never. I'm not the a expert on GI Joe. I mean, the GI Joe the movie had Cobra Law. But I think it was a no, 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 no. There was Destro. Didn't he have his own crew? No, he didn't. I don't think he had. No, he didn't have his own crew. Oh, I thought he did. I guarantee you that there are other secondary villains that get created for this. Probably the other episode I watched, it was all General Warhawk, Warhawk and crew. It was the same oh, crew. All right. So I don't know. It sounds like the ones you watched. It was also them. Uh, Grip. Yeah, Gripper was definitely in it. Yeah. And, and Havoc. Gripper and Havoc for sure, and Warhawk for sure. I don't know if there was anybody else. I think there was a new bad guy in the one I watched. He was like, kind of like this knively guy in a way that he wasn't like a, he didn't seem like a military guy. He's just like, eh, hey, Rambo, I'm going to get you. Like a scientist or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I don't remember the details. But well, I guarantee you that there are secondary villains. Because if you're doing 80 episodes, you can't just have the same three bad guys in every episode. I mean, you could. I mean, if you're trying to make the show as cheaply as possible, and that's kind of, I mean, as much as we enjoyed this. It was pretty I, cheap. Yeah, this is, it seems like a very cheap show. And it, they just... We're making this as easily and quickly as possible. Just well, crank them out. I want to thank the Amazon algorithm for making that recommendation because this was an outstanding episode. I think that's how I found out about it. Maybe I saw it in Wikipedia or something. I don't remember anymore. But I definitely at some point was getting uh, that recommendation from, excuse me, from Amazon. Uh, one last question I wanted to ask you. All right. Because I found it funny how many times the name Rambo was said out loud in the Saturday morning cartoon. You're going to so, guess? I'm, I'm supposed to guess how many times? How many times in the 20-minute episode? 20-minute episode. I'm going to guess 20 times. It's pretty close. 25. 25 times? 25 times Rambo's name was said out loud. Rambo. Well, three times by the narrator at the beginning, and then... Uh, uh, Troutman probably five times because every answer to That's every question is Rambo, <laughs> and then a lot of times the bad guy. Like this, this episode was like eighty percent people saying Rambo's name either out of admiration or exasperation. Because then the bad guys are constantly like Rambo. You know, it cracked me up how many times once I started listening for it. Constantly, once, over more, and over, people more saying than Rambo. once a minute. Ram- somebody yeah. says Rambo. Even Troutman, who in the movies calls him John or Johnny. Yeah. Nope. He, no, he's got Rambo. He's got no first name in this thing. It's just Rambo. Uh, well, so this was uh, this was our first bonus episode. We're uh, we're planning to do probably at least one more, and uh, I'm not sure we've figured out exactly what we want to do. But this was a good way to get started. I think a couple more. Uh, okay, you know, if we're doing once a month, I I, I think remains to be seen. But uh, all right, well, we'll see when we're actually back for the next season. But uh, yeah, for for now, we're trying to put up episodes every four weeks or so. So. Uh, yeah, we, we'll be back with another bonus episode in four weeks. I think we have an idea of what'll be next. I think the thing we were originally going to do should probably be. Well, next. that's what I kind of want. I guess to talk talk maybe here open on the air is that uh, is that our next next bonus episode? I think let's announce it. We're, right, we're deciding it. right now. Our right. next episode will be a movie that Sylvester Stallone directed but did not appear in. The only time this has happened, and so we've decided let's do it as a bonus episode. <laughs> Talk about outside of the normal podcast. Yeah, right? I think we're both a little wary of this. It's been on the the possibles list of bonus episodes since we started doing Stallone. So, so now it's time. Let's pull the trigger on this thing, even though there will be no triggers pulled in the movie. <laughs> we don't think. Um, we're going to watch Staying Alive, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, directed by Sylvester Stallone. And written, I think? I'm not even sure. I don't know. It, it was actually the 40th anniversary of... Uh, well, not it's not yet. It's actually coming up in July, but the White Sox had their 40th anniversary memorial, uh, I shouldn't say memorial, of Disco Demolition Night. <laughs> well, you could say memorial. Maybe, maybe so. 
Uh, I believe actually Disco Demolition Night was in July, but they wanted to, for promotion purposes, they wanted it to be a t-shirt night, and they only do that Thursday night. It was definitely in July, because it happened the day before I was born. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. very interesting. I was born the day after that Disco Demolition Night. Interesting. All right. In Chicago. Um, so with that, maybe it is appropriate that we just had uh, the the 40th anniversary here to do Staying Alive. Yeah, it's coming up yeah. because my 40th birthday is coming up. So right. thanks for aging me. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm the one who revealed I, it, I guess. I try. Uh, so, yeah, if you like the show, please uh, like us in your podcast app of choice and write us a favorable review. Uh, and t- certainly tweet us at Arms Race Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, and if you like the show and you think someone else would like the show, feel free to tell them about the show. Word of mouth helps us quite a bit, so we really appreciate it. Yeah. We'll be back with Staying Alive. has a new name. It's Savage, the secret army of vengeance and global evil. Today, Savage and its diabolical leader, General Warhawk, threaten the freedom of everyone on the face of the earth. Can anyone stop Savage? Rambo. He's not just another Joe. He's a fighting machine, expert in all tactical weapons and guerrilla warfare. Rambo's the one man you want when the going gets rough. But the fight won't be easy because General Warhawk doesn't fight fair. And he doesn't fight alone. Second in command is Sergeant Havoc. He thrives on treachery and dirty tricks. Mad Dog, he's one mean dude with a real short fuse. Gripper, a ruthless mercenary. He rewrote the book on combat. Nomad, a terrorist who's not above seizing hostages or planting a bomb. And the final member of Savage is the Black Dragon, a deadly ninja warrior. But if freedom and justice are to survive, the only hope is with Rambo and the Force of Freedom. Fighting alongside Rambo is Colonel Troutman, the toughest CO in the Special Forces. Turbo, an electronics whiz, whose inventions keep the Force of Freedom one step ahead of Savage. Cat. She's always ready to swing into action. And the White Dragon, who, unlike his evil twin brother, uses his ninja powers only for good. The battle will be fierce. It'll be fought on the land and in the air. But with Rambo and the Force of Freedom, justice and liberty will never surrender, no matter what the odds. Rambo, 